0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Papa Bear Hikes. Base weight, does it matter? What does it mean? I recently was looking through some posts on a site that is for through hikers of a trail that I'm considering hiking in the next couple of years. And somebody posted the magic question, what is the perfect base weight? I'm looking to hike this trail next July. Can anybody help me on this? And I sat back and said, wow, I can't wait to see the responses to pour in on this, the opinions and the advice and then the debates that will go on. However, I was pleasantly surprised after looking through 44 responses that the majority of the people were in agreement that you need to find a base weight that's comfortable for you and it will keep you safe. And there may not be a perfect base weight. But first, let's talk about what base weight means. The base weight, by definition, is the weight of your gear minus food, fuel, and water. It's your sleep system, your backpack, your tent. And all the accessories you need to go on a successful trip and safe trip. So when you take your base weight, you then are adding the consumables. And they're not included in your base weight because that weight is going to change as the trip goes on. And here's where I think it becomes a little confusing or maybe even just makes us scratch our head a little bit. When we pack our gear, our non-consumables, into our pack. Mine, for example, usually weighs anywhere from 10 to 12 pounds. It feels pretty good. It doesn't feel too heavy. But by the time I add food, water, and fuel, it weighs much heavier. So if I'm taking my 10-pound pack, I add 2 liters of water because most backpackers are bringing no less than 2 liters of water. That's adding about 4 pounds. Then I add my food. And my food is anywhere from a pound and a half to 2 pounds, but for the case of this equation, we're going to say it's 2 pounds per day for a 5-day trip, I'd be looking at 10 pounds of food. And fuel, well, that's maybe about a half a pound. So we're not even going to count that because I use an isobutane stove and it's not very heavy. So I take my 10 pounds and add 14 pounds to it. And maybe with a few things I've missed here or there, a few ounces or whatever, we're just going to say maybe it's 25 pounds. I've more than doubled the weight. And yes, that weight will decrease as I hike and get to day five. But day one of the next stretch of my trip, it's shooting right back up. But there re- there's a reason why we look at base weight. We can't control the weight of water, obviously. Fuel, we can look at the, f- the stove we're using, the cook system we're using, and maybe switch from maybe using fuel to using uh, cold soaking. Or maybe we're using liquid fuel and feel that icy butane might be a, a lighter way to go. But other than that, for the most part, we're not going to change that. Fuel is going to weigh what it weighs. And food, again, you can tinker your food choices a little bit here and there. You can find things that might weigh a little lighter than others, but food is typically going to weigh about a pound and a half to two pounds a day, no matter how you try to to tweak it. It's probably It's likely what you're going to come out with. So why look at base weight? Because looking at base weight allows us to examine the things that the weight won't change on and maybe gear we're going to upgrade. We shouldn't stress about base weight. So let's start, let me get that out there right away. It's not something you should be stressing out about. And of course, there's exceptions. If you put that pack on and you're just feeling, wow, this is just way too heavy. Yeah, you better go through your gear, you better analyze what you're bringing with you, because there's a good chance you pack too much. And then there's the old rule of thumb. Your pack shouldn't weigh more than 20% of your body weight. And that rule of thumb should be shouldn't should be used as your limit, your high limit. And the reason why we shouldn't be stressing out is gear costs a lot of money. And for some reason, the lighter the gear, the more it costs. If you're going to decide you're going to start backpacking and buy gear and say, I'm going to buy the lightest gear, you can easily spend $2,000. And there's no need to do that. You need to start with the gear you have, what's available to you, what you can borrow, and most importantly, what you're comfortable with, both physically and financially. Some examples of gear that personally comfortable with physically and financially would start with um, camp shoes. A lot of people not bring camp shoes. I bring them because I like my feet to be comfortable. First thing I do when I get into camp, before I set up my tent, before I drink any water, is I take my shoes off and slip into a pair of cheap plastic sandals. Or on some trips, I'll bring my Crocs with me, but I want my feet to air out. I want them to be comfortable. A lot of times, If they're not wet from walking through puddles, they're wet from perspiration. So your feet need to air out. You need to let them dry. And it's just really good for your feet. But that's my opinion. Okay? Let's stick with this. I'm giving you my opinion. I'm not telling you what you should do because there are a lot of ultralighters out there that don't bring camp shoes with them. And they are comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable with that. I need camp shoes so I can be comfortable. Another example, if you tent or hammock, you're comfortable with that. Some people are comfortable with a tarp, pad versus mattress. Some people just bring closed foam sleeping pads. I'm going back to that this year. I've had success with them in the past. Last few years, I've been using an air mattress. But again, I'm doing what's comfortable for me. Jupiter hikes, he just did a YouTube showing his gear for the PCT. He brings a, I think it's a 3-8 foam pad that's the length of his torso and sleeps on that. But he also tells us he, he's comfortable with that. That works for him. Now, although I'm telling people don't stress out over your base weight, we should be paying attention to the weight of our gear because that's how we upgrade it and that's how we can slowly and carefully and safely bring our base weight down. Because the fact is, Lower base weight is better for our bodies. Our bodies are going to recover faster if we have for carrying less weight. So we should be paying attention to it. I weigh every piece of gear. And I'll recommend this to anybody who's looking to seriously getting into backpacking. I mean, if you're somebody that goes once a year, don't worry about it. But if you're somebody that's looking to take your backpack into a new level, do multi-week trips or through hike of one of the big trails, you need to weigh your gear. And here's where I'm going to stray from just giving my opinion to telling you what you need to do. You need to weigh your gear. Know how much your flashlight weighs. Know how much your pocket knife weighs. Weigh everything. And keep a spreadsheet. There's even an app. I'm using an app now, and I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it, and I probably should have written it down, but I'm actually keeping track of the weight of all my gear. I've weighed it. I've put it all in there. And when I put my pack together, I'm now able to... Pick from that list, and I can see what my base weight is. Why do I do this, and why is it important? Because every step of the way, when I upgrade my gear, I can look at it and say, you know what? I think I want to look for a new flashlight. I can find something that's a little lighter. Or one of my favorite items is my pocket knife. I started out in the 70s with one of these big Bowie-type knives with a leather sheath and it. It Even had a little pocket, and it came with a sharpening stone. I still have the, the knife in the setup. Really nice. Stainless steel blade, weighed a ton. Now, I have this Swiss Army knife. I think it's called the Classic or SD. And it weighs ounces, maybe a couple of ounces. It has what I need. Small blade, pair of scissors, nail file, toothpick, and tweezers. I realized a long time ago, I don't need more than that. I didn't need a Leatherman. I don't need a multi-tool. I don't need uh, the Swiss Army knife that has 120 things on it. It took me time to get there, but I kept weighing it. I met somebody that just brings an X-Acto knife with them, a small uh, retractable disposable uh, X-Acto knife. They say, look, all I need to do is to cut some moleskin and occasionally open some packaging for my food. I don't need a knife. This is all I need. So when we're paying attention to the weight and we're weighing our gear, that allows us, as we start the process of upgrading gear, to look at the weight. I'm going to buy a new tent. Tent I'm using weighs three pounds. Here's my budget. Let me see what I can find in my budget that weighs less, even if it's a little bit less. And then the question of when should we start upgrading? Well, I would say as soon as you you feel you're all in on this, as soon as you feel like this is something you're committed to doing, or if you have a piece of gear that you say, wait, this is just, this is just way too heavy. It's time for me to find something lighter. The next step is after every trip, spread your gear out. This is something all these years later, I still do I spread all my gear out and I go through it I ask myself did I use it do I need it could I do better is there a lighter alternative now there's certain gear that you absolutely need your rain gear but there's a situation where you can look at it and say wait a minute when I'm ready to buy a new raincoat or maybe I just want to buy a lighter raincoat this is where I can save some some weight first aid kit is another one of those items you need your first aid kit, something you need to have in there, but go through it. Do you need an all out group size first aid kit? I've met hikers that throw some moleskin, band-aids, antiseptic, maybe some A&D ointment and a plastic bag and say, you know, this is all I really need. Anything worse than this, I got to get off the trail. Maybe they'll have some ibuprofen in there, but that's about it. Again, not for everybody but some people have a comfort level that allows them to do that. I would suggest find your comfort level. Hey, if you're comfortable with a big first aid kit, I'm not going to judge you. Again, I'm going to tell you if that's what you're comfortable with, if that's what gets you out here, then that's what you should be bringing with you. And as you upgrade, resist the need to break the bank. This is important. If you have your inexpensive tent, if you have a tent somebody loans you, you have a tent from when you were younger, Maybe you bought an inexpensive tent through Amazon or at a big box store and you think, okay, I'm doing this. I'm committed to it. It's time for me to buy something better. Don't feel you need to go out and buy that five dollars or $600 tent. Resist the urge or the need to do it. Hey, if you can afford it and have that kind of money to spend, fine. Go ahead and do it. Many people don't have that convenience or maybe don't feel like they're ready to make that commitment. Find something that, as I said, It's not just physically comfortable for you, but financially comfortable because you can easily spend $2,000 on gear. If you gave me a blank check and said, okay, upgrade all your gear at once, I could easily get to $2,000. But sometimes it just comes down to looking for lighter alternatives and you're not always going to find those on websites or in specialty outdoor stores. Sometimes you can find lighter alternatives even in dollar stores. I could probably do a whole episode on that. And we live in a day and age where many people go to YouTube to get information. And YouTube is a valuable resource. It's great. We can find a lot of information there. We can also find a lot of contradicting information there. We also need to keep keep in mind that some of these YouTubers receive the gear they're reviewing for free. So when they're telling you how great that $200 air mattress is, they might have received it for free. So don't feel like you need to go out and buy the $200 air mattress. The best ones out there are the most honest ones. I love Jupiter Hikes, for example. Kyle hates hiking. Those guys put it out there, and they're very honest in their reviews. And about and they're they very honest in the way that they talk about their gear. And they let you know that this isn't for everybody. It's what works for them. But don't be wooed into buying something It's either out of your price range because your favorite YouTuber is telling you what a great piece of gear is and how every ultralight hiker out there, every lightweight hiker out there has this, this great shiny piece of gear. Most importantly, for those who may be stressing over base weight, stop stressing out. The most important thing is take that first step and get out on your first overnighter. Find something close to home. Look around for an experienced backpacker or somebody you're friends with that maybe hasn't been out in a while and maybe says, okay, you know, I haven't done that in years. I'd love to get out and do some backpacking. Just get out there and do it. See what you have available to you. Round up some gear, borrow what you need to borrow, but get out there and do it. And if you like it when you go home, yeah, look at your gear. Make decisions. Do I want to buy more gear? Do I want to upgrade something? Don't feel the need. To do it all at once. But take that first step. Don't let the stress of spending the money to buy lightweight gear so you can get out there. You know, Don't let the stress of saying, I need a base weight of 8 or 10 pounds stop you from getting out there. Be practical in how you go about this. Things like first aid kits could be put together. They could be made. You can make your own first aid kit from home. Probably from what you have in your house. And lastly, when it comes to buying gear, I'm just going to say this in my own experience. When you're buying it, and again, opinion, working for me. It just seems like common sense more than anything, I've got to be honest with you. So maybe it's I'm gonna take air mattress to use as my example. The air mattress I'm using weighs eighteen ounces. It's wider than most air mattresses, but it weighs eighteen ounces. I paid fifty-four dollars for it, and I've been using it for eight years. A lot of hiking, a lot of camping trips, because that goes back to when I was in Boy Scouts, used it on a lot of Boy Scout trips. Still using it. I've looked at lighter alternatives that are anywhere from four, one was 10 ounces lighter. I've looked at them, I'll be honest with you, and I was even tempted. Some of them cost anywhere from 150 to over $200. And what stops me is right there when I say, wait a minute, to save eight ounces, I'm going to spend $150 more for something that's not as wide, something that that that's four inches narrower than what I'm using. Not worth it. I stop myself and say, just just not worth it. I hope this clarifies base weight and encourages you to get out there. Those of you who haven't done it yet, get out there and backpack. And for those of you who are stressing over your base weight, stop. Just get out and have some fun. Thanks for listening. If you haven't done so yet, go to our website, PapaBearHikes.com. Listen to past episodes. Check us out on social media. Go to our YouTube channel, Martin Outside. All those links are there. In addition to that, you can buy our book, Or see what you're missing out on if you're not a Patreon member yet. Remember to get outside, have fun, and be safe. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.